Toffee Blues, your source for all things Everton, and welcome to tonight's podcast. We've got loads to get through. We're going to start with looking back on our disappointing result at St James's Park, where we lost 2 1 to Newcastle. For that one, it's going to be Thomas Terry and Owen giving you the verdict on a very disappointing display against Newcastle. It was a really disappointing weekend as we made it two defeats out of two. Then we're going to try and lighten the mood as we look a bit more optimistically, hopefully, towards the upcoming game against Manchester United, and I'll be on that show joined by Teddy and Owen again. And we're going to look ahead to the game on Saturday, and then, of course, we're going to finish with the classic quiz where Owen and Teddy will be going up against each other. These sections are, of course, separate videos on YouTube, so I'll introduce you to the video anyway. And we'll get straight into it, and we'll hand it over to Thomas, Terry, and Owen for a pretty dismal response you'd imagine to that disappointing game against Newcastle. My name's Thomas, joined again by Terry McAllister and Owen Parks. Um, sadly, on another slightly sombre note, after back-to-back disappointing performances, this time 2-1 loss away to Newcastle United. Um, I think a lot, well, we were all expecting to go into this game a lot more positive than, we, um, than the way we came out of it, but then the news breaks. Uh, Richardson's out, Hammers is out, along with Coleman and Dinier. Um, then we, we speculate, you know, is Bernard going to start on the left? Is it going to be a Wobi? Is it going to be Anthony Gordon? Let's go back to an hour before the game starts. Absolutely not. It's Andre Gomez. Uh, Terry, what were you thinking about that that moment when the team got released? It was um, it was a strange one, wasn't it? I think everyone had the same thought. Like, this is one slow-ass team. Like, I don't think anyone was expecting you know big things once they um, saw that lineup because. I think Owen got it right. Um, so it's like a nineties Dutch team, you know, one pace completely, and didn't didn't let us down. Did they? Didn't didn't surprise anyone. I mean, it did let us down, but like the the predictions were all correct because it was just wasn't good, was it? It was it was just a, a strange strange team selection. Like so, there was loads to unpack. So Olsen starts. I was all for that. There was rumours before the kickoff about you know the reason for such. Don't really want to go into that day because we don't know anything about it. Everyone knows what I'm on about. But for whatever reason, he's he's picked Robert Olsen. Robin Olsen, sorry, not Robert. Um, and I was happy with that. I thought on pure football terms, I wanted Pickford to be dropped anyway. But then he says, oh no, he's playing next week. Um, Olsen's going to play this game, but Pickford's back. So I, I think that took everyone a bit by surprise. Certainly took me by surprise. Um, we obviously had second choice fullbacks in, you know, no Godfrey, he was injured. Um, and then, of course, five central midfielders playing. And it was a bit like, what formation is this going to be? And it ended up being a bit more, a bit of the old uh, the old Christmas tree, didn't it? With like a middle three um, and two sort of number tens almost behind the striker. And yeah, It was the same. classic no tactics, just vibes type performance. It was just everyone just standing in the same area of the pitch. It was yeah, it was so strange. I I don't know what Carlo was going for with this. Like, whatever it was, it didn't work, did it? Like, and I don't know why everyone's having this crisis of faith for like criticizing a manager. It's like, yeah, you you know, it's got it right ninety nine percent of the times, but you know when he gets it wrong, you can still say, oh yeah, he got that one wrong, and it doesn't mean you're uh, you want him like you know to walk the plank. <laughs> I think mm. people are so reactionary now because of uh, the way fan media is and social media is like, oh, he said something bad about Carlo. That means they want Carlo. I was like, no. But, you know, you've got to be, you've got to be honest, haven't you? Like, whatever he wanted to do, that this game did not work because we just didn't look like a threat at all. Neither Newcastle, but we just played exactly the way we wanted, they wanted us to play. We just gifted them a goal with a stupid decision. We'll touch on that properly in a bit. Um, 
and then just floats a you know, deep crosses at their centre backs all game and they were just made up for it. They must have just went, Thanks very much, Everton did exactly what we wanted to there. Yeah, I think you've yeah, I think you've touched on everything perfectly there. I don't think the team uh, or the lineup was really how anyone predicted. But in our prediction video, Owen did mention that Callum Wilson would score. Uh, of course, oh, well, he, knew he, he, he knew did pick up too. We always knew he was scoring him and Brian Fraser link up. I'm surprised um, Jeff Hendrick didn't grab a pairs. <laughs> well, uh, we may as well start with the first goal. Owen, what did you make of the penalty decision? Do you know what? People are having a go at um, Callum Wilson for like making the most of him. That's fair enough. I'm not a huge fan of Callum Wilson myself. Actually, actually, I'll go a bit further than that. I don't. I particularly dislike Callum Wilson. But it is not his fault. Andre Gomez is the thickest footballer on the planet. He lives in a world of his own, honestly. If I'm if I speak, I'm in big, big trouble when I talk about Andre Gomez. What an absolute clown, honestly. It, it gets given and then they score a penalty and then Steve Bruce is on the champagne at that point, isn't he? Because he could have just put everyone behind the ball and win the game. And it's easy enough for him. And we made it dead, dead simple for them. And I'm fuming. I'm really angry because people on Twitter are doing me as well. And yeah, not good. On I've talked this one particularly bad. Um, I don't think I've been this angry after the defeat for about five years, to be honest. So take on that what you will. Well, <laughs> you, were you around for the last time we lost to Newcastle? Because that, well, not lost, that 2-2 after we were winning 2 Yeah, but we got a point. So I, I took solace that we at least got something from the game. <laughs> It's always disappointing getting a bad result against against Newcastle. But Terry, what did you make of the penalty? Um at the time I had a proper like, you know, that blinkered like angry fan heads on. And I was like, that's not a penalty. He's you know, he's he's engineered the contact. He's that it's a it's soft but it's fair. It is, you know, he's he's swung a leg out and to kick the ball and Callum Wilson he's even said after the match hasn't he that yeah I just thought you know what I'm going to do I'm going to make sure he gets me instead of the ball it's not not nice to hear but there's no nothing wrong with that like he's he's engineered the foul hasn't he he's, he's drew a foul like if we do that we're made up so with a bit of you know distance between it actually happening and now I can say stings when it goes against you but there's nothing wrong with it it's just clever football and the, and not very clever football from our player, let's be honest, as, I, as Owen said. Yeah, the bottom line is, it, it, it was a penalty. Whether I mean, we know Wilson jumped in front of him. He literally said at the end, like he, he felt the kick coming. Fair enough. Um, I'd, you know, I'd want our players to do that. I'd want our players to be that, um, to be that smart up front. But um, second goal, I, I don't know what I don't know what happens. Massive gust of wind comes from the Gallagher. Yerry Mina gets absolutely left for dead. Ryan Fraser cut straight through Terry. I mean, I mean, what did you even make of that goal? It was a terrible goal to concede defensively. Ryan Fraser just had Yeri Mina's undies off him. Just absolutely. It, I've said previously, and I'll say it again, I am a fan of Yeri Mina, but he needs dropping now. He's, he's Him and Pickford have, led, have made a lot of individual mistakes which have led to goals. And, he, and you know, this is another one in Mina's um, ledger for this, for this season already. He gets he gets drawn to him, then he spins him, absolutely does him, and then he can't catch him, and he just gets back in time to slide across and deflect the ball, take Olsen out of the game, and because the cross might not even be going to, you know, might not even make it to the, I think yeah, it was Wilson, might not even make it to Wilson if if left, you know, unmolested. But then obviously the the sort of ricochet deflection, whatever you want to call it, takes the ball over the keeper and there's nothing he can do and then that's it 2-0 and you know game over like we weren't doing a making a very good go of trying to get back in the game anyway until after the second goal somehow but um, yeah once once we're two goals down we didn't have enough time or the players on the pitch to change it yeah I mean it was a disappointing performance overall I don't want to dwell on the negatives for too long because there there were some very few positives that I'm going to try and draw out uh, a bit later in the video but Owen you you are a fan of the way Newcastle play football. They are kind of um, they are they are a sight to behold. What did you make of their performance? Of course, we we helped them a lot in the way we played. But what did you make of them? They weren't amazing, but didn't have to be. But it, it just adds fuel to the fire of Newcastle fans. Gutted that they won the game because Steve Bruce is in the top half now, and Rafa. I don't think well he finished top half once in the but. Good luck to Steve Bruce because I think he's doing a very good job and sod Newcastle fans for being itself entitled, that's all I can say. 
Yeah, so then we're going to try and move away from negative slightly. Dear Premier League debut for Nkunku on his birthday. Terry, what do you make of his performance? Really make anything of it. I think the the team was set up to try and make the most of the fullbacks for width, and I think we learned from this game that none of the neither of the reserve fullbacks are really up to the Premier League. Now, Kenny, um, I think the decision. I think the jury's in on Kenny. He's not good enough, is he? But and Kunku's only young lads. He's looked good in you know in Carabao Cup games, and you know he's very young and can you know progress and get better. Didn't really, you know, make a mark for himself, but I don't think the rest of the team helped him. The, the wider point, just before we go on to any more positives, I can't believe he got any more than that, but the what we've learned from these last two games is, and I, I said this after the derby, like we're going to find out in the next couple of games whether the fringe players are worth any the time of day, and we've now seen them and they're not. Like, We've got a we've got an eleven players, and that's it. Like we we've got maybe twelve. Like if you include with one bench player or something like that, and they're good and they can they can do it. And you might get away with bringing in one, maybe two fringe players at a time. You can't bring in five. You can't like we had five players out who would all start: Richarlison, um, James Rodriguez, uh, Coleman, Dean, and Holgate. And that's even if you don't include Pickford, which I personally don't, but some people would. We weren't very good without them. And then a lot of people turn around and go, well, those players we had on the pitch are good enough to beat Newcastle. Well, clearly they're not. Like the, these, We might think that Sigurdsson and, and Gomez and players like that are good enough to beat teams. But I, on the evidence we've seen at the minute, a lot of these players, you know, Kenny Inc., you know, and whoever won't get into up to other Premier League teams and they've proved it now. So I think we just need to accept that when we're down several first teamers, we're gonna be poor because the you know every time Bernard, every time it will be every time Sigurdsson play, because they weren't stayed that weren't on our team for when we had that good run at the start of the season. They've come in now and had a run of games or a few games. They've been awful. Like every single game we've lost and they've been terrible every time. Like but it's the other players who start haven't been enough to get them through it, like Alan and Decore and whoever. But sorry, I've gone on a rant. So in Kunku, it wasn't his fault, but he didn't really do anything, did he? I'm surprised he came off, but he didn't have any impact. I don't think he he seems a little bit to play within himself because the rest of the team didn't really play to his strengths, didn't give him anything to run at. Yeah, it was quite disappointing because he does look like a very exciting player, but wasn't really given license to do uh, a whole lot. Um, I was disappointed to see Godfrey out. Of course, he did pick up a hamstring injury. I think that was what uh, was announced. I would have liked to have seen him alongside Keane personally if uh, Kenny was back, just purely because he was a natural right back. And uh, maybe <clears throat> with Godfrey's kind of recovery pace, as has been called, he's not he's not the quickest, but does does he get rinsed by Ryan Fraser that badly run backwards? Probably not as badly as Yerry Mina. Uh, oh, what did you make of Unkunku and Kenny? I think I already know what you think of Kenny, but what did you make of the uh, the, the the birthday lad? I'll just talk about um, Nkunku. Um, I thought it was it was it was difficult for him because I think Nkunku's gonna be in an Evan chase anyway. I was best when he's got Richarlison or even Anthony Gordon in front of him, and he and he's got, and he's got someone who can like run inside and he can go out on the outside. And he, there was no one really out there with him to sort of like double up him. It was difficult for him. I'm not going to talk about John Joe Kenny. Christ. Yeah, well, in Konku, I wouldn't have took him off. Bizarre sub, but yeah, mm. I thought I thought he handled himself well. I just didn't think he affected the game in a normal way. What we've seen in the Carabao Cup. Yeah, we've touched on Robin Olsen a bit at the start, but I'll come back to you, Terry. Of course, he comes in for John Pickford. Look, look pretty decent. Okay, he conceded two goals, but that made a couple of pretty decent saves. Yeah, he um, caught the ball and, and saved a shot that was on target. Like, couldn't believe it. Like he was, he was not not very good for the penalty, but it's a penalty. You can't, you know, like I, I, a lot of keepers don't save penalties in the second goal. You certainly can't blame him for because the the deflection takes him completely out of it. But I don't, I don't understand why Carlo came out and said, "Yeah, you know, Pickford's going to be back against New um, Manchester United." I'm just playing Olsen for this one game. Like I wouldn't have said anything and then just see how they get on. I mean, he might have brought Pickford back in anyway and. I, I 
don't know enough about Alton to like say, oh, I need him to start every game. But I know enough about Pickford to think that he really needs to spell out the team, not just one game, because he's been poor. I mean, all the off-the-field stuff aside, I know like it might not be as simple as I'm making out. It might be a case of this is where you back him for his own sake or you'll lose the player. Losing, like, losing mentally kind of thing. He, he won't trust you anymore as, you know, this, that, or the other. But on a pure football basis, I just think Pickford's been so poor at the minute. I'd, I'd take anyone over him at the minute, but it's pretty crystal clear, isn't it, that it's just for that one game also. But he, made, he showed me that he's... I don't have to worry if he comes in. Not at this point. If Pickford was to be dropped again, I wouldn't be thinking, oh, what's this player like? Because now we've had to look at Olsen. You know, unremarkable. And that's 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 an upgrade on a keeper who's remarkable all the time, but for the wrong reasons. Mm. He naturally looked just more confident than Pickford has done um, for a while, uh, regardless of whatever happened, as you mentioned. I mean, Pickford being dropped has been on the cards for, I mean, since the Spurs game at the start of the season. I think Olsen came in did very well. Owen, did, were you impressed with Olsen as debut? Yeah, I thought he was very good. I thought the simple sort of basic things you expect from your goalkeeper, which 18, 17 other teams get from their goalkeeper every week. We just got from Robin Olsen, I think. Over, He's probably not the world's greatest goalkeeper, but he doesn't need to be to be better than Jordan Pickford. Why Jordan Pickford was dropped, we can speculate, but I think we just need to concentrate on Robin Olsen for this week, and he did really well. Can't blame him for not saving the penalty. You know, lots of keepers don't save penalties. And the second one, like Teddy said, lap at the gods kind of stuff for um, Callum Wilson. So, yeah, he made a couple of good saves. He he collected every ball that got put in our box. He did really well. And thought his kicking was good as well. Sometimes you see Pickford just have a mad one where it goes out of play. Don't think he had that. He did, he did well. I'll keep him in. I don't get the comments at all, but it is what it is. Yeah, and um, that, that's pretty much it. I'm going to mention one more positive. It's not really something to discuss, but it is another goal for Dominic Calvert-Lewin towards the end, as, as pointless as it was, or consolation. Yeah, good to see him scoring again. And, I mean, we could go into detail about how we improve from here, but I think it's very clear. Uh, we take four of our most important players back and we get back to playing football the way we were before we come into this game. So I'm going to leave it there. Uh, thank you very much, Terry Andone, for joining me. Welcome to the match preview segment for Everton versus Manchester United. We're back at Goodison after two away games, two away games which we've got beat. Uh, and we're going to try and turn this around a little bit. We started the season brilliantly and it's fell away the last couple of weeks. Just a rip of performances. Terry and Owen join me for this one. I'll start with you, Terry. Do you think that we can turn this around in the United game? This sort of slump that we've got ourselves into? Yeah, we, we definitely can. We just need to see better performances from any fringe players who play. Like we've, we've learned, haven't we, from these last two games that the depth just isn't there in the squad. Like when we were playing with our full 11, you know, give up, you know, other than some dodgy defensive um, incidents, we were playing really well and especially going forwards um, with the front three and we had a good balance in the team. But take one or two of those play, starting players out, not even ones who were obviously. Know, seem obvious that they're key players. Like no one going into the season thought Coleman would be as important as he is, but clearly he is. So we'll have hopefully, um, you know, nine, ten of the players of the starting eleven that we start the season with um, available. Only Richarlison out possibly. Then we could see a return ideally to the form that we had before the well, before the international break. Really, you know, really, you know, press Man United's back four and. You know, get a good win, and you know, put a you know, put a line th- underneath the the sort of slumping results. But we'll have to wait and see. Like Richarlison is one of the two most important players. Like I think him and Hannes, the most important player the, for me. Yeah, it's just they're just almost irreplaceable. There's no like for like you know quality to replace them at all. So it just depends on, on how many of the players we can get back. You know, nine or ten of the players that. You know, of the starting eleven that we used to, I think we'll be all right. But if we're, you know, we're chopping and changing further, then I worry. Definitely, Owen. How can you see us possibly, like Teddy says, testing Man United, particularly if we do have a depleted squad? What could we do to maybe cause them problems? 
I think I think Man United are in a bit of a tough situation at the moment. Obviously, there's there's, there's a lot of questions surrounding Ali Gunnar Solskjaer and the defence. In attack, they can be a bit wasteful at times. Um, so it's not looking good for them, which is why they'll probably come to Goodison and beat us. But nevertheless, if we, if we press them, we we don't play like a 90s Dutch team again, then we most likely will give them a very good game, if not beat them. If we, if we start just moving the ball, like we did on Sunday, backwards and sideways and playing in front of them, they, they'll have a very good chance of winning because playing so ineffectively gives us zero chance in a game because, let's be honest, the teams who do play ineffective football in the Premier League tend to just not do very well. The teams who do well are generally the teams that have something about them in the final phase in terms of either getting the ball there relatively quickly or having the quality in them positions. If they wait all day to get the ball into the final third and they move it left to right and they haven't got Man City's players, they usually are between the positions 15th and 20th. So what I would suggest for this game is we move the ball a little bit more quickly than we did in the last game. Obviously, Hammers should be back. That's a boost. Hopefully, Coleman will be back. Um, I'd like to see Anthony Gordon play with this one just for the pace on the break. Um, I I was I had a bit of an issue Sunday with everyone saying, "Oh, bring Gordon on, play Gordon, play Gordon." Anthony Gordon wouldn't have made us win that game. He he, he would have might have helped us make be a bit more sort of progressive up the pitch, but he wouldn't. He 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 doesn't really come on and sort of change the game, does he? So, but I would like to see him start this game because he he is someone to stretch their back four in yeah, terms think- of play counter attack. What's important for us, I think we've got to start get, every time we've started strongly, we've like gone on to do well. I mean, we got up we got lucky in the derby when we didn't start strongly. And the last two games since we've been horrific. We need to really come out the blocks in this game, I think. And obviously Manchester United are also in a bit of a difficult place at the moment, like you say. An early goal against them would probably rattle them as well. Hopefully we'll get one like we did last year when it just goes off Carvalhoona in from a um, goal kick. That oh, would be class, nice. yeah. Do you think that's if the kind of look we need at the moment? If we get that kind of early break, I, I would fancy us. Like I say, for the majority of the Premier League games, it's the first goal. If we get the first goal, I'll put good money on us winning the game. If Man United scored the first goal, you're probably looking at them being the favourites. I think it's about... Keeping a clean sheet is the most important one in this one because I think we'll get chances. I think even if we play a Wobi and Bernard, I think we'll get still get chances. And I think it's just about making sure we're as tight as we can be at the back. I think if Godfrey's fit, I would take Yerry Mina out and play Keane and Godfrey. And I'll just stick that as the, if, unless Holgate's fit, keep that as the back four for the while because I do like Yerry Mina. I just don't think he's in a very good run of form at the moment and I think we need confidence players who are confident and who are in good form don't think he is so we will see I do think Godfrey and Keane could be a good partnership to be honest given that Keane's not the quickest Godfrey's incredibly quick it's more recovery pace with him than sort of like lightning pace but it, it would it would complement each other quite well I think definitely uh, on the other hand, of course, Man United, they're in a bad place, but they've still got decent players. What sort of threats have we got to look out for, Terry? What, what do you think we need to sort of shut down if we're going to keep a clean sheet? Well, it depends really what Man United turn up because they're, they're just so, like, you know, hot and cold as a team. Like, they've, let's let, let's have it right. They've got attacking, like, you know, options coming out their ass. The quality attacking players they've got, they're just not very good defensively, structure-wise or, you know, man-for-man-wise. They don't seem to have it right. But you don't know what type of, you know, team Oli Gunnar Solskjaer is going to pick, what formation he's going to pick. He's chopped and changed. I hope, from our point of view, that he goes back to an... Um, like a four-three-three or or the diamond because the diamond let him down at Goodison last year because the two forwards just got pulled wide, and let's be honest, we should have really won that game, you know, with the decision at the end. Um, this year, 
you know, the Bruno Fernandez is, you know, in the, I know he was there for the last game, but he's even more settled into the team now. If they play three at the back, that's where I worry. I think that, you know, we will struggle against them because they'll have that, you know, they'll look to play as their away team and that will suit them more because they've got that, you know, pace going forward with the likes of Rashford, you know, Marshall's not slow, um, you know, Greenwood. And then obviously the midfield speaks for itself. You know, you've got, you know, Donny van der Beek. I'm not Donny van der Beek if he gets picked, but he's sort of got a bit of Klassen syndrome, hasn't he? Where the they bought him and they don't seem to want to play him. And Fernandez, I'm not even mentioning Pogba because friendly, I, I don't think he'll start because he's been horrendous for them. And I think you know it's about time he got found out. I mean, I'm, I'm jinxing myself now. He loved the game of his life against us, but I've been waiting for the penny to drop with him for a while. He's not that good a player. He just seems to be, you know. His marketing so good that people seem to, you know, have a hard time understanding that he's not, you know, all he's meant he's cracked up to be. But pace, that's the long way of saying pace up front is what worries me the most. You know, Rashford, Martial, Greenwood, and like the obviously, let's be honest, the creative and penalty taking qualities of Bruno Fernandes. They they create a lot, they earn a lot of penalties and he scores a lot of penalties. So that's what that's what worries me. I, I'm in complete agreement with that. When I drop Yeri Mina, I think injuries permitting, I would have liked to have seen that already. And I'd um, I'd have Godfrey alongside Keane if we've got Coleman back for the right back position. Definitely. I'm saying like say nothing about Anthony Marshall. I'm saying nothing about him until after the game, after my tweet in the last year about him. <laughs> well, um, um, I just know that Martial has an unbelievable record against us. That I'm probably the reason why. Why just slate him every other game? Yeah, he's 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 shite, but anyway, we'll leave it at that. I don't think he is, you know. I think he's all right yourself. I think he's a good goal scorer. He He gets a proper dog's life off their ex players, whereas Rashford gets away with murder constantly. Yeah, that's true. That English bias, I suppose, but it's it's not even you know what the one who worries me the most if, if he plays is Greenwood. I think Greenwood's quality. Yeah, he's a belter player. But um, yeah, yeah, I agree. I, I agree with Owen on on Godfrey. I'd like to see Godfrey come in, but I'd, it's not going to happen. But I'd, I'd love to see Olsen keep his place. But there's no point even going into that one. He's already said that it's going to be Pickford. So Olsen, um, Olsen, um, yeah, I don't think he'll play either. I would have liked to have seen him play, but. The more I think of it, I, f- I feel the reason why Carlo actually took him out last week. Part, I think the excuse he could have given is he was playing Newcastle and we know what John Pickford's performances have been like against Newcastle. We know what his performances have been like against most teams, but Newcastle in particular, he normally goes off his head, doesn't he? So maybe he's dropped him for that and then maybe he'll put him back in for the games coming, but like Terry said, I would I would rather see Olsen play, but I have no confidence in that happening. I think I think Pickford and Mina will play. To be honest, I, I don't think that bodes well for us. I mean, Pickford playing, I don't. I'm not sure. Pickford's often had a couple of good games against Man United, but Yeti Mina is definitely not somebody I'm looking forward to seeing in action against their strikers. No. I don't know. It's it's a it's always you know flip for coin. We Man United like we've got a good record against them at Goodison, but like a really poor one at, at Old Trafford, and that's across all of our different you know you know respective managers and you know squads and whatnot. Just seems to be we trade results from home and away. But, um, the... You are. That could be any crowd in the country you just mentioned. <laughs> <laughs> No, but we, we do. We, we, we often win at home and lose away, and it's 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 never a. Um, That's like, been that, that is literally Everton in a nutshell, though. Yeah, true. <laughs> you can't describe Everton in a sentence. Do you win at home and lose away? <laughs> yeah. yeah, that should be on on the badge where Nil Satisnissy Optiman is just <laughs> just that. But um, yeah, I, I don't know. It, it, I'm very much. Um, Going to wait to see, you know. I will decide what I think of this game more when I see the lineups, you know, partly because of evidence to see, you know, who comes in and who comes out, but mostly to see Man United because there's so many different types of Man United you could get, as I touched on before. Three at the back, I think, suits them. It doesn't suit their fans. They don't like, you know, don't like playing three at the back because it's overly cautious and they feel it's a bit defeatist, I think, but it suits their players a lot more from the defensive players to the midfielders to the strikers. Whereas 
the diamond is I don't think I mean it, it, it's worked against the Champions League teams away the they've played but that's because of the personnel they've played you know Fred I think is their key player he's the least glamorous of a lot of their midfielders but he makes them tick in midfield because he's the only one of the you know midfielders who will do the dirty work like I'm not, I'm not talking about how we are flying not saying he'll fly into tackles and everything, but he'll do the necessary, you know, nuts and bolts, you know, unglamorous passing, and he makes the midfield work. Whereas, you know, Bruno Fernandes and Pogba, they're not those players. They want to be up the pitch. If if Fred was bought for ten million quid, he'd be raved about. It's just because the price tag on his shoulder is sort of weighed down the expectations of him. He's a really good player, Fred. I think. If if we play Fabian if we play Fabian Delph with Alan and um, and Decore, I would sit one of them on just and probably Delph. It'd be I'd just sit one of them on Fred because if you stop Fred, mm-hmm. you'll stop their midfield. But it depends where the Fred starts. Ollie just goes mad sometimes and goes right. Well, we're nipping it all up. We're playing McTominay and Matic, or we're playing, you know, Pogba defensive midfield and, and all that. You know, he, he, there's no guarantee. Of you know, I mean, not not literally that one, I suppose, but like, but like he changes it, chops and changes it so much. I don't even think Eddie I would do that. No, but you know what I mean. Like maybe not Pogba defensive mid, but he changes the person. Oh, defensive mid is uh, playing football the right way. Yeah. Yeah. Well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just offended that like Owen got like a like a bit of sick in his mouth when I said Pogba defensive mid. Then he thought of it and was like, oh, not sick. Just for He'd anyone, probably be better than McTominay there. Jesus Christ! <laughs> yeah, he's um, he played against PSG McTominay and um, lost the contact lens, didn't he? It's like that explains a lot because he must be playing without the contact. Oh, he lost his marbles playing him. Jesus Christ! <laughs> Have a Tom Davis. Uh, McTominay goal against <laughs> us this this Saturday definitely now. Yeah, I, I'm saying all these players have slated will score. I said Callum Wilson and Jeff Hendrick would score. Jeff Hendrick didn't. Callum Wilson did. I'm not going to apologise for the agenda. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. To, put a ball uh, shirt on. If anyone I can't pick up from this video, I don't know how to feel yet. I don't know whether to be confident or pessimistic because I sort of feel both at the same time, which is weird. It all depends on an hour before. Literally, it's all about an hour before kickoff when the team news comes out. Then you'll decide whether you feel confident or not about this game. Pretty much, yeah. And on that note, just don't have goal for me. Go on, what? Yeah, don't have six Andre Gomez in a front three, please. Oh, God, yeah. Don't have Andre Gomez in the 18. There you go. Uh, There's someone who'd be worse midfield than Pogba, Andre Gomez, old midfielder. Jesus Christ, we've got the bloody. We've got bloody the rings around. Midfielder was a thing last season. Yeah, that's why we finished 12. Pretty much was the reason. Yeah. Between him and Guilty Sigurdsson, moping about. The Gomez and Sigurdsson midfield duo in a 4 2 4. Gomez was so poor in that midfield position that it made Sigurdsson eventually look half decent on the ball, didn't he? And conned everyone until he got a few games in. Yeah. Yeah, it it was the the old. Oh, I haven't seen Sigurdsson for a while, so we can't be that bad effect. But once you see him again, you think, yeah, it's absolutely woeful, isn't he? Yeah. I still say Sigurdsson's a better player than Gomez, though. Well, I don't know. They both get on me nerves, like. No, no, not for me. I'm not not raving over Gomez anymore, but I'd certainly have my head to Sigurdsson. Sigurdsson twists my tit. Throws me head in, like, but it's this that's what the Carabao Cup games done, didn't they? They, they sort of cons everyone into thinking that Bernard and Sigurdsson were still all right, and and they're just not. Didn't realize that we're playing against like Fleetwood. Yeah. I'd rather have Delph. There you go. So, if we're going to win, don't play Sigurdsson and don't play Gomez, we might have a chance, especially Sigurdsson. Christ. There you go. So he's bloody cons are living from set, taking the bloody corner, honestly. So li- literally, no I think, literally, I think we're gonna f- we'll finish on that anyway, and we'll just say literally about this game. 
decides whether or not you want to be optimistic, but literally just leave it until an hour before when the team news comes out because that is going to decide how we get on in this game is what personnel play, isn't it? Pretty much. What personnel they yeah. play. What they play, but also yeah. what, we, what we have available to us and what Carlo puts out. Hopefully, like we say, not Gomez and Sigurdsson as a front three. Whether we're Everton or we are 1992 Fire let's see. <laughs> let's see. So there you have it, guys. Podcast listeners, it's time for the quiz to finish the show. Owen versus Terry in a matchday squad quiz. For this one, I'm going to, of course, flip a coin to see who wants to go first. I'll let Owen decide heads or tails this time. Owen, heads or tails, mate? Tails, go on. It's heads. Terry, you get to pick. Do you want to go first or second, Terry? I'll stick with him with second. It's been treating me, it's been serving me well of late. It has served you very well of late. So, Owen, you're up first. Owen, you're up first. It's time for the fixture in question. And we are going back to Bonfire Night 11 years ago. Europa League, Everton nil, Benfica 2. At Goodison Park, Europa League group stage game. Owen, you're up first, mate. Oh wow, um Christ. Benfica in the Europa League. Uh, I'll, I'll play safe relatively and go Phil Jagielka. Teddy's won. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> I'll play it safe yeah. and go for someone who wasn't even in this entire AC. Yeah, Must have been uh, this was around the time time. Jags was still out recovering from his crucial ligament injury, I think, at this point. Well, there oh, we yeah. go. Um, 2009. Yeah. I am, um, yeah, yeah. He couldn't make the, that's why he couldn't make the FA Cup final because he got it right towards the end of the league season, didn't he? The injury. Yeah, yeah. We stopped Lescott then to stand an ice and get two new centre backs. So, Terry, you're up. We might as well smash out these 13 players. Yeah. Um, I like these ones around the, the FA Cup going on, just always. So I'm going to go with the, the safest one. Um, I'll start fish, Tim Howard. Yeah, Tim Howard. Owen? Um, Phil Neville. No, Phil Neville either. I think he was injured at this point. We were in the middle of a very bad injury spell, if I remember rightly, at this stage. We Must have been bad at Phil Neville. I think we went to Benfica a few weeks before this and had a really patched up squad and got beat 5 1 or something. Yeah, Cole Coleman's the you at left back. That's right, yeah. No, um... Um, well, if it's after the Lescott sale, then Distan. Yeah, Distan played. Heitinger. Heitinger was also not in the squad. Who oh. was centre half next to Distan? Bloody me. <laughs> I remember who it was because he was in the cup final, Jobo. Yeah, Joseph. I suppose he's been lowered out at this point. No, no. I think he's went to his final season with us. I think he had like a like a three or four year period where he had a different loan every year. I thought the season was the start of it. Yeah, this was his final actual season, actually with the squad. I've got one right here. Have I, Christ? (laughs) We got when we. We yeah, did the start and literally got to the last one or Apollo and Limassol and like the one where all our players were like relatively playing. We don't, I can't get one for me. <laughs> I think it's my turn. And, you know, I, I'm literally going off the 2009, the season before um, FA Cup final team because I know that one off the top of my head. So I'm going for safe. I mean, I don't, don't know why I'm being safe now when I'm one already, but Baines, I'm going for <laughs> yeah. safe options. Yeah, Leighton Baines. Louis Sahar. Louis Sahar was also injured. Christ. We were absolutely down to the bare bones at this point. Owen's in the mud, yeah. 
<laughs> four wrong answers in a row. Uh, trying yeah. to bore a palace stuff, this isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> um, well, Coleman only just made his debut, so it must have been Hibbert at right back. It was Hibbert at right back. Christ, who watched Tell it? Me the show. Um, Jack Roswell. Yeah, Jack Roswell started. He stopped the rot. We're off the mark. Yeah. Um, Marouan Fellaini. Yeah, Fellaini started. Tim Cale. Tim Cale started. This is brilliant. Now you've got three more starters to go and two subs. Um, well, Saha was injured. Jakubu. Jakubu was the starting striker. Pina. No, there was no Stephen Pina in this team either. I think he was injured as well. Oh. I told you we were in the midst of a really bad injury crisis. I remember this quite well. He's on the left then. Was it the... Manu, my original class, and the one who, the man, and Moyes Keane, the man I loved, and he was just crap, and I was unwilling to let it go for ages. Dinyar Billy Letinov. It was indeed Dinyar Billy Letinov. You didn't race him, did you? Christ. Yeah, I, was, I really raced him when we signed him. He was racing. He scored a worldie and did nothing else. He, yeah, but I was young at the time, and I wasn't as cynical as I am now. <laughs> <laughs> I like tickets when we got him as well. I don't know where I'm but, on. Uh, I can't remember the bleeding team. Never mind how the players play. <laughs> yeah. Um, go on, it's your turn. Um, that means someone was off the right. Um, he didn't put Osman off the right, did he? No, Osman wasn't even in the squad. He must have been injured as well. Jesus. I, I've literally got nothing else to give. Um, oh god, who was it? Oh, who have we got left? Like an, a, a starter and two subs. You got one starter and two used subs. Yeah, it's the right midfield, isn't it? Because we've had Rodwell, Fellini. Col- was Coleman um, right midfield? Kale. It wasn't Coleman right mid. Now he loved to That's... do that for a bit. I have no idea. Um, I don't know. It wasn't oh, the was famous. My next guess was a bit. Or what? Famous Magai Gay. It wasn't Magai Gay. You'll do very well to guess these final three. Benfica, I don't know. It wasn't Dan Gosling, was it? It was Dan Gosling on the right-hand side or on the left, I'm not too sure, but it was Dan Gosling on the wing. Who was on the other wing? On the left. Billy Etnioff? Billy on the other wing, yeah. yeah. But yeah, we, we were definitely yeah. the 90s Dutch team back then. Yeah. So yeah, just two, I was, I was, just the two subs to get. It would have been a token bringer kids off the bench, wouldn't it? There was one token bringer kid off the bench, that's for sure. It's a he name that you'll do very, very well to guess. Kieran Agard, why not? Well done. It wow, was really? Kieran wow. Agard. <laughs> Kieran Agard I came on for Yakubu in the 81st minute. Teddy in the wow. mud. <laughs> you, you, could have made, you could have made seven wrong answers in a row and I'd still have to give you a round of applause I should win for naming Kieran Agar Kieran Agar that is unbelievable this uh, is like so Donald what? Donald Trump carry on this I got seven wrong but I got that hard stop, one, right. stop the count you got Agar stop the quiz <laughs> stop the count <laughs> He's won it. He's got he's he's he got seven or he's got about six or seven wrong, but he got a good one, so therefore he's won. Stop the count. I didn't I didn't get Tim out, but I got Kieran Aker. <laughs> <laughs> oh, who was the other who was the other sub then? Um I'm trying to think because the team I always liked this area because the team and the squad was very small, but I can't remember who, who we are. So 
wasn't Coleman. I'm trying to think of who'd be on the bench. It wasn't Coleman. Arteta was still injured. And we got everyone's injured, so I don't know who it was. This is a really tough one. The very is there another player. The kids off the bench? Oh, very is it is it Segundo Castillo? It wasn't Segundo Castillo. We let him go. We had him on loan the season before and um, didn't take up the option. Wonder wasn't, why. No wonder. wasn't he, he, um, Jakobsen, was it? Because he's... he's... He <gasps> I, think I've got it. I think I've got it. Go on. Was it Joe? It was Joe. He's right. The Brazilian Joe. The worst Brazilian player to ever play in the Premier League. Joe came off the bench in the 69th minute for Gosling. That was one bad side, though. Yeah, that was a yeah. bad side. Wait till you hear some of the some of the unused sub names. We've got Carlo Nash, Seamus Carlo. Was un- yeah, Joe. Yeah, this is the team: Howard, Hibbert, Baines, Yobo, Distan, Tim Cahill, Marwan Fellaini, Jack Rodwell, Dan Gosling, Billy Letinov, and Yakubu. This. Used subs were Kieran Agard and Joe, and the unused subs were Carlo Nash, Seamus Coleman, Shane Duffy, Jose Baxter, and James Wallace. James Wallace. James Wallace. Yeah. <laughs> James Wallace. <laughs> so, yeah, there you have it. There's an interesting quiz for you. And despite uh, Owen getting Kieran Agard, we don't stop the votes on this show. And. Uh, Teddy McAllister wins the quiz again after going second. So, Teddy, you get to pick a song to finish off. What do, what, what do you want to put on at the end of this podcast, mate? Just having a quick look at the aisle, Spotify, see if I've never, I, I, I've never prepared, even though, you know, Thomas will disagree, but I'm getting a quite a good record now. Let me see. Um, you're getting a good record because you're up against me every time. <laughs> this is what Max used to do to me. I never ever beat Max. Like I can probably count like twice I ever beat Max at a quiz, even though he was like, it'd be games that I um, that he wasn't alive for sometimes when he was about five. He was about five, and I had a season ticket it, it for the match, and he remembered it better than me. But whatever. Um, that was majestic. Oh, that here in Agars, well. Yeah, that was that was just took that right in your uh, in your stride, didn't it? Caught yeah. that on the lake. Amazing. I've, you know what, you, you... It's it's almost you know it's old school now. It's from like years ago, but it's not like an old song either. Uh, Young Forever by Jay Z and Mr Hudson. Wow, interesting. I know it's not for it's not. It's definitely not out of the typical Teddy McAllister back catalogue. That one. No, no, I was looking down my um, Spotify playlist and I just saw that and went, why the hell not? Because I, I was pigeonholing myself too much looking for the rock song. I thought, why? And then I thought, shall I do an election special? Well, no, don't do that. It's not, as the time of recording, it's not officially done yet. So I might look a right idiot if I do like an, a, a jokey anti Trump one and then, wait, you know, the worst happens. It's just sort of, you know. Anyone who's pro Trump listening to this is going to laugh at me after that happens anyway, but less so. So, yeah, for that Young Forever um, by Jay-Z and Mr. Hudson, just because I like this song. Good song. Great play. So, there you have it, guys. We'll finish with Young Forever by Jay-Z and Mr. Hudson. And um, we'll, leave, we'll leave it at that. Thank you guys for tuning in on the Toffee Blues, and we'll see you next time. So we live in life like a video. Where the sun is always out and you never get old. And the champagne's always cold and the music's always good. And the pretty girls just happen to stop by in the hood. And they hop their pretty ass up on the hood of that pretty ass car without a wrinkle in today. Cause there's no tomorrow. Just a picture perfect day that lasts a whole lifetime. And it never ends. Cause all we have to do is hit be one. Let's just stay in the moment, smoke some weed, drink some wine, reminisce, talk some shit forever young is in your mind. Leave them off the can race, neither space nor time. So when the director yells cut, I'll be fine. I'm forever young. Forever young, I wanna be forever young. 
Then I'd wife and I'd much while we're alive. Life is for living, I live in uptight. See us somewhere up in the sky. Then I'd die, I'll be alive for a million years. Bye bye, so not for legend, I'm forever young. My name shall survive. Through the darkest blocks over kitchen stoves, over pirates' pots, my name shall be passed down to generations while debating up in barbershops. Young, slung, hung here, showed it a nigga from here. With a little ambition, just what we can become here. And that's the father passed the story down to his son's ears. Younger kid, younger every year, yeah. So if you love me, baby, this is how you let me know. Don't ever let me go. That's how you let me know, baby. to live. 